Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the City Confessions. I can't believe this is like the 97th episode, I believe. It's just wild to think that I've been doing it for three years now. So I'm so, so excited. Today, I have Christina Ang. She is a fashion design student at the Parsons School of Design in New York City. Uh, She's also a sustainability advocate and freelance writer and a fellow podcast host for The Life of a Fashion Student. So I love that. Did I pronounce your name correctly, by the way? Yes, you pronounced it perfect. Thank Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. Well, let's tell our listeners. You actually reached out to me and I always love that because I find that the people who... Mm -hmm do the reaching out it says one a lot about their character mm-hmm. and two that it, it's like a natural attraction if that makes sense like obviously yeah, you wouldn't just reach that. out to like any type of podcast if you didn't yeah, feel yeah so okay why don't we begin by having you introduce yourself tell the listeners who you are what you do and of course what your relationship is with new york city Yes, of course. Um, you, I think you said it all perfectly. Uh, my name is Christina Ang. I'm a fashion design student in New York City. Um, I attend the Parsons School of Design, and I'm kind of like doing a whole bunch of things right now. I'm like, I've been interning in the fashion industry since I was like in high school. Um, I'm doing my own podcast right now. It's a solo podcast, um, and I'm also like a sustainability freelance writer, which is like something new that I've been getting into, but. Yeah. And my relationship to New York City is, it's just, it's one of my biggest inspirations. New York City is, it's obviously my home. I I was born and raised in New York York City. Um, And yeah, it's just a place where I'm constantly inspired. And it's it's why I am the way I am today, if that makes sense. Yes, I totally understand. So what part did you grow up in? I grew up in Queens. And that's where I am currently and Mm -hmm. have always and New York City, it's like the city of Manhattan itself. It's just, I've always traveled back and forth between them, like Queens and the city. And I'm only like 30 minutes away, so it's not like crazy far away. But the city has become a place where I, you know, all my jobs are there. I work there. Um, I obviously go to school there because that's where my school is located. So it's just been like a pivotal place for me. And, you know, I, I spend time there. I spend time with my friends there. I go shopping there. Like everything is there for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I love that. I mean, I grew up in the city, not to say that Queens isn't, but like in Manhattan, mm-hmm. that's what I meant. And it's so funny because growing up in Manhattan, I never really ventured out to Brooklyn or Queens. I mean, minimally. Yeah. And now that I'm growing older, I currently reside in Brooklyn now, but Queens is is still a borough that I haven't really explored. But I definitely do believe there is so many like hidden gems and each borough has its own charm. So I need to 
sure. go out to Queens more. Yeah, no. And also, like, I would, you know, I have a place in upstate New York as well. And ever since, like, quarantine and COVID, I've been traveling up there, like, every weekend just to get an escape because, like, most of the days on the weekdays, I'm just at home doing work and I just need to clear my mind and just go to the countryside. So I've been going up there every weekend and just like this whole other part of New York that's it's so amazing and there's so much to do. So I would definitely urge you and anyone who just feels like like stuck in the city and just wants to see something else to just go upstate, go to the Catskills and just explore. Wait, I am so jealous. You have a place upstate. Let me tell you, like before the pandemic, I've always wanted to experience the fall foliage mm-hmm. and Catskills. And then obviously we couldn't travel. And that's like one of my biggest loves in life. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Catskills three times last mm-hmm. fall, honestly, like two weekends apart. And it was so beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it's always good to to have an escape. And just, like, how lucky you are to be able to, like, have somewhere to actually go, you know? I know. I am really lucky. And a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends, when they see in my stories that I'm just, like, upstate every week, and they're like, like, how, like, why, how are you going upstate every single weekend? And I, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't like to put out there, like, oh, like, I have a place up there. But I'm just like, yeah, it's just, like, I'm pretty much, like, a local in upstate New York as well. It's because, like, mm-hmm. that has also been my home since I was young. Um, but it's just... So what it's, part... Yeah, what um I'm actually located in the town of Catskills. Oh wow. So Cats, Catskill, New York itself is like a big it's like a big area, but I'm located in the town of Catskills. And that's close to like many small different towns that I love, like Hudson and mm-hmm. um Rhinebeck, Woodstock. Mm-hmm. It's just it's little cute that's town. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I'm like jealous, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> so I know that you I guess are very into obviously fashion. This is the industry that you want to be in. Mm -hmm. When was that moment that clicked for you that Mm -hmm. you were like, this is the career path that I want to embark on? Yeah, I I love talking about this because it's something that's not put out there that I don't put out there that much, but I'm like tapping into it more recently. But I come from a like special like a science and STEM background if that makes sense so my high school I went to like a specialized high school that we have in New York City you know like Stuyvesant and Bronx Science and all of those things um I took a specialized high school test and I've been studying for that like in middle school and I got into Bronx Science which is like one of the top tier schools in New York City for for STEM um and so I went there and pursued that for like all of my high school years it was very rigorous and very intense and at that point like in high school, I was like, okay, I'm pretty much going to follow this science path. Like I'm going to probably study chemistry or something, but I always loved, I always loved art. I always loved designing and being creative. That was just something that when I was young, it was like instilled in me. And, but I never like thought that it would be practical to pursue a career in the arts, just like in any other, you know, person in high school having like a, like a crisis, just, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was something that I could pursue, but um, towards the end of my senior year, I kind of just took that leap and I took a risk, but I had like a professor, a teacher helping me in school. And I applied to five art schools, art and design schools, and got into my first choice, which was Parsons and committed to it, obviously. And that's where I am at now. What year are you? I'm a junior currently. Okay. So that is so interesting. And of course, I know what Bronx science is. I mean, <laughs> being in New York, it's kind of like, for those who, who don't know, 
we take this test and it's yeah. basically like the Ivy League of high schools. I <laughs> yeah. guess you can say, right? Um, have you For heard sure. of, well, because you're younger, have you heard of the Brooklyn Latin School? Yes, I have. Did you go okay. there? I went there. I was the first graduating <laughs> class, actually. So it's so funny oh because um, I always joke and say all the rejects. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Brooklyn. No. No, no, but it's somewhat true because I, like, just missed the cut to get into, like, Brooklyn Tech and, like, Stuyvesant uh-huh, uh-huh. and all that. And then this new school, I guess, was, like, developing. And it was honestly a risk because there was nothing to go off of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if they – I think they still do this, but, like, we wear uniforms or we wore uniforms. Oh, wow. And we follow – yeah, we follow the curriculum of Boston Latin, which is actually where Benjamin Franklin went. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going off topic now, but it's just so interesting <laughs> because now it's more established. But mm-hmm. when I went, it was – we were like the guinea pigs, so. Yeah, oh, my really, gosh. Really, really I, random. <laughs> but that's that's like a fun fact, though. Like, you were the first class of yeah, Brooklyn Latin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you cool. understand, but other people probably be like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> No, I 100% understand. And it was just, I don't know, my years throughout high school, I never like, I never say I regret them or that I regret going Mm -hmm. to Bronx Science. I actually have a twin sister. And oh my God, a big reason why I went to Bronx Science as well is because she had also gotten in. So it was just like, it was perfect. Like we went to the same middle school, obviously. And like, we got into the same high school. Of course, we're going to go together and be together and like support each other. So So what is she doing? Like, she's interested. She's completely different than I am. Um, I'm like, I mean, she's also very creative too, and like very visually, um, very visually stimulated. But she is going to, she's studying environmental science in college, and oh, like wow. following that STEM pathway and doing. And she's interested in marine biology and all of those things in research. So mm-hmm. we're we're super different, and that's why I think also a lot of the times when we were growing up, it wasn't that competitive because we had completely different interests. Like the internships that I wanted, she didn't want. Um, the jobs that we were going for, like all those kinds of things. It was, that's where we were able to really help each other in our own paths. Oh, I love that. That is such Mm -hmm. a great thing. Like sibling love. I have one friend who has a twin brother and, but they're so alike. Like they are in the same field. They dorm together. They're like almost inseparable, obviously different personalities, but it's always interesting to, to, I feel like it's either, obviously it's either one or the other. Like you guys are either completely alike or like completely opposite. I know. And that's what they also say about twins is like, you either completely love each other or completely hate each other. I don't know how true that is, but it's like, I don't think you can hate each other. No, I don't know. I've seen some twins that are just completely dis, I don't know. Don't ask me because like I have a different relationship with my sister, but some twins that I've met that just like completely despise each other and like they don't even acknowledge each other in the hallways or whatever. I don't know. Oh my God. I feel like that bond is just unbreakable though. I know. I think like, I think they just, sometimes they treat each other that way, but like they mentally, they know that they're Mm -hmm. bonded for life and that they love each other. Yeah. It's just like a, it's a weird thing, but people like always asking me when I was growing up and like, what is it like to have a twin? Even now people mm-hmm. are still, when they first yeah. meet me, they're like, what is it like to have a twin? And I don't know, like, I don't even know what to say to that. Cause when you have a twin, <laughs> it's just like, oh, she's just my sister. But yeah. I guess it's like, and we're identical too. We don't mm-hmm. look that similar now because like we've grown into our own looks, but mm-hmm. yeah. So that I just, I'm such a fun fact. I love it. Yeah. I'm super close with my twin sister and we like, we always encourage each other um, we always help each other with projects. And I mean, like the goal is in the future, I really want to 
I want to do something with my twin sister, like start a project together, start a business oh together. God, yes. I, I love this. This is making me so happy. I'm literally smiling from like ear to ear just because I am the, I'm the middle child. I have two sisters and, uh-huh. you know, grown older now, like we are so, so close and I love them so much. Like obviously sometimes there's, you know, can be annoying, but yeah, that family bond is just so important. Like I, I don't know, I value family you know, through and through and through, so. For sure, yeah, and I, like, I'm technically the middle child, because I have a younger brother, and, like, I'm the younger of, interesting. yeah, I'm younger than my sister by 14 minutes, which is actually a long time for twins, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I have a younger brother, too, and I, I love him as well, like, you know, brother and sister, that dynamic is completely different from, like, sister Mm -hmm. and sister, but ever since quarantine, I've been getting a lot closer to my younger brother as well, because we're just, like, trapped at home, Mm -hmm. um, because we, he's still in high school and then I obviously go to school in New York so I'm just staying at home but my sister is in um, Minnesota right now because oh, she's wow. doing I know oh I love that we yeah this is like something that like I obviously did not know you had a twin sister and uh-huh. now it's just it's like a I, I love having this like super casual conversation because things just come up for so sure I just go wherever wherever the conversation takes us but I'm so curious to, to know as a student now because mm-hmm. you know with the pandemic how has that shift have been and are you right now are you commuting to school or like what talk, mm-hmm. walk me through your schedule and all of that yeah so it's surprisingly and I think you'll have a lot of students tell you this it's a lot busier now mm-hmm. and I, I don't even know why that is I think it's because I mean, my theory is that professors and schools are trying to compensate for like not having that in-person experience. So they're trying to like assign more work. And like, I have my own thoughts about that because I don't think that's the way to do it. But um, yeah, currently our school is not open for in-person. I mean, they do allow you to come in, but there's like an extensive, like you have to do so many health checks and then you have to make sure you're COVID free, all those kinds of things. So not many people going into the school right now. Um, so yeah, I'm literally full time at home doing homework and doing work as well because I work remotely. I do travel once a week to the city because I go in for my internship. But um, yeah, I miss. I went from going to the city, but not even five days a week, seven days a week because I would go into the weekends too to just hang out with my friends or do do more schoolwork. To going in once a week and it's just been completely different. And this is it's like the new normal and I'm getting pretty, I'm getting pretty used to it. But I think that things, especially starting next semester in the fall, things are going to start opening up and getting a lot better. And then my school is opening up as well. So I'm going to be a full-time student in, in school again. Do you miss it though? Uh, I don't know. So many people are just, <laughs> I, that's like a hard question because mm-hmm. I work really well digitally and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, really tech savvy I'm good with computers I'm good with technology so you know I I can have my I have like a desktop and I have a MacBook I can have all of those open and do like five different things at a time and be so productive um and it's just like I do miss a lot of the hands-on work and obviously being like a fashion student there's a lot of sewing involved draping like illustrating but those things have weirdly all transferred online because like now there's like a digital program where you can sew online Uh, so like I'm doing all of that the sewing online and making prototypes online um all my illustrations like on procreate on my ipad so all of it's become so technologically advanced it's so different Mm -hmm. 
And do you think, um, I'm just charging my computer. Do you think when you do go back, though, that they would adapt to that digital, um, you know, transition of all these little, not little, of all these tasks? Or do you believe, you know, it, it might go back to quote unquote normal? Because when I hear of sewing, mm-hmm. I think of the physical act of doing it. And I'm not mm-hmm. too, you know, undervaluing the digital. For sure. Or, but it for me, it just doesn't – I don't know. Like, I'm a little confused about that, you know? I know, no. I, there's some – I think definitely when we go back to school, they're going to start prioritizing, you know, physical sewing again. It's just not as easy when you're on Zoom, like, to mm. show to show and demonstrate how to sew. The professors, I'm sure, are having a, a really hard time being able to show that to us. Mm-hmm. So I definitely understand the challenge, and I like how they – I, they, I, like, I'm going to be really honest, like, my school has had a lot of backlash on how they've been adapting to COVID times, but I mean, honestly, I think they're doing the best they can, mm-hmm. and we've transitioned really seamlessly, and at least I'm able to do something and present my ideas, like, in a digital format, so I really mm-hmm. just, like, I'm pretty chill about all this stuff, like, as you can probably tell, a lot of people are just like, <laughs> no, I want to be in person, like, I paid for this, and yes, like, we paid a lot of money for, like, the resource and all of that, so that I'm a little bit, like, eh, like, I'd love to be back in school getting my money's worth, but in the meantime, like, I think when there's, like, a challenge, you just have to, you just have to adapt, like, I mean, that's what, like, New York is about, and New Yorkers are all about, like, a- adapting to the situation at hand, and just, like, going with the flow and like still doing it, not giving up. You know what I mean? Yes. I love that you tie it back to New York. It's it's, <laughs> no, it's yeah. like perfect. I don't even need to ask you. <laughs> it's it's the mindset really. And mm-hmm. like I, I, I've listened to past podcast episodes on here um, on the city confessions and hearing what people say about New York. And it's just like, I resonate with all of those things. Mm-hmm. Like it's why I am <clears throat> the way I am today, but also just like my mindset and like why I'm driven, why I'm ambitious. Like it's just so many different things. No, I cannot agree with you more than that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I also haven't had that many native New Yorkers. You know, I've had people who have moved here and they've been living here for For X amount of years or just temporarily. And, you know, the city confessions, it's it's whoever has Mm -hmm. an actual relationship with New York City, but it's so nice to meet somebody else because again, we haven't met, but I already feel this natural like connection and I think it is that New Yorker in you and the New Yorker in me yeah so yeah it's like the beauty of obviously social media and podcasting and just the way our world is right now yeah so I wanted to also ask you since I mean again you're still young but looking back Mm -hmm. at everything that you have accomplished and where you're at in this current moment in your life when have you felt the most proud like what has been your either career highlight or just like personal highlight personal highlight um well like I think like personally to me like I'll do it separately like personal and then like Mm -hmm. I guess career uh Mm -hmm. but like I obviously have a long way to go in my career but personally the moment for me that I was most proud was getting into the Parsons School of Design that has been, and not to sound cliche, but that has been my dream school for the longest time, ever since watching Project Runway. And I, that just sounds like, but no, seriously, I grew up watching Project Runway and I was just like, how do these designers do it? How do they do, like, how do they just come up with these designs, these amazing designs so fast and just like execute them? It's crazy. And I always looked up to to be like that and just to be able to think on my feet. But when I saw 
Parsons and like them introducing Parsons and Project Runway, I was like, I was always in my head, I was like, this is the place for me. And like, this mm. is, this is where I belong. But obviously I was like, mentally, I was really scared because I was like, what am I going to do? Like, what job am I going to get out of art school? Like, I don't know how this is going to end. And I don't, there's not a lot of like six people to show for it that are that were really successful so like I'm not sure if this is going to work for me and obviously like the pressure too all of my friends were all of my friends were in Bronx Science and Stuyvesant my twin sister was and it just felt like I should be pursuing something in STEM like that's just the pressures of um being in a specialized high school and obviously Mm -hmm. nobody in Bronx Science had graduated to go to an art school or even Parsons so that was really stressful as well there was no one to like help me guide through that um but yeah, that's one of my my biggest achievements getting into Parsons because I didn't think that I'd get in. I didn't think that my portfolio was good enough. I didn't think that my work was good enough. And then I applied early and I I did get in. So it would that was a crazy moment for me. Um, but career wise, like I've done many internships in the past, and I I started ever since I was in high school because I was like, I'm I don't have connections. I don't have a lot of money. So I have to make a name for myself. I have to get my own foot out the door. And the only way I'm going to do that is by getting work experience, getting professional experience, meeting people, making connections by for myself. So I think I, I'd, I don't know if you know what the CFDA is. Do you know mm-hmm, what the CFDA is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I interned for them um, uh, last year and I interned them for a whole year. Um, that was an incredible experience for me. And one of my like career highlights in terms of like the internships that I've ever had because just they're such a prominent company in the fashion industry with so many um amazing people so many networking experiences and it was just such an amazing experience to meet I met so many designers interning with them I met so many great people in the CFDA who now I consider like my mentors and who I'll always ask questions to we have such a great relationship so that internship with CFDA changed everything for me. And it just like, it also made me stand out in terms of the applicant pool, because a lot of people that I'm going for internships now are just like, you worked with CFDA, like, that's crazy. Like, you're so young, and you 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 intern with CFDA for like a year or two. It's just like, yeah, it, it's a crazy experience for me. It's still really surreal. So hearing your story, it makes me admire you even more, just because I feel like, you really stuck with your passion. And that's something that, first of all, when, you know, you're in high school and applying for colleges, most people don't even know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difficult part because you mostly try to choose the college that has, that is known, you know, for a certain industry um, Mm -hmm. for you to get into, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, Yes, freshman year, you you kind of take all these like electives and like random courses to get your feet wet. But mm-hmm. it's like the societal pressures of putting of putting of, of allowing students to feel or I guess pressuring students to feel like they need to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives at for 18, sure. 19. It's just like ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, personally went into communication and I also actually thought I wanted to work in fashion PR so I totally know mm-hmm. about CFDA I actually went to interview for them I didn't get that but it's okay I interned for another oh designer God. yeah uh-huh. yeah but it, it's a uh, it's amazing and awesome to get that experience at that young age but in saying all of that you know it's just really admirable that you know exactly what you want to do because uh-huh. trust me like adults 
half of people don't even know what they're doing, you know? And I think, and I think that that's fine too. Like we need to normalize that and it's totally okay to have different paths in a way. Like I, I feel like I'm meant to do a bunch of things and that's just like my Mm -hmm. personality and my interest. And there are people, you know, who want to go into medicine or, or law or law and they, they know exactly what they want to do. And those two fields, you know, clearly have, tons Uh of um prerequisites and requirements um but i think also since you are in fashion you're naturally creative Mm -hmm. and i think creative people it's really really hard to stray away from your creativity yeah i i feel that 100 percent, and just i think even now I, i feel like a lot of people that when they when they hear about my experiences or like like how I portray myself on social media, I guess they're like, oh my God, you have everything figured out. You know exactly where you want to go, the path you want to go down. That couldn't be farther from the truth because now my, like not my problem, but what my situation is now is, yes, I decided I love fashion and I love the fashion industry and I want to be a part of it. But my conflict now is just like, I don't know in what facet of the fashion industry I want to be a part of because I love fashion design and it's like, it's my core. That's where I started in fashion. But now, I mean, right now I'm doing an internship in PR. So like I'm mm-hmm. super interested in PR. Mm-hmm. I've done sustainability freelance writing about fashion and journalism is such an interesting thing to me. Like I want to intern for magazines if that's a thing. And like just so many different facets that like now I don't really know what I want to do in that in terms of like fashion. What can I do in fashion? Because there's so many different things, but I think that's okay. Like I'm welcoming any opportunities And I'm just like kind of seeing where my path takes me. And yeah, just like I started in fashion design, but that's maybe I don't end up being a fashion designer and I end up being like, like an editor for a magazine. Like that'd be, that'd be such a crazy experience, but I'm just so open now. I used to be really scared about not having like a specific pathway to go down, but like it's really sporadic now. And I'm just like doing internships here and there just to get that experience. And that's what I keep telling people, like all my friends as well, like, you don't have to be married to fashion design internships. Like a lot of my friends are fashion design majors and they're like, I'm looking for design internships. There are no design internships. And I'm just like, well, why don't you like, like expand and what else are you interested in? Like, do you like graphic design? Do you like illustration? Like you could do opportunities there as well. So, yeah. You are saying everything that (laughs) I wish somebody told me at that age, the beauty of, you know, being young or being in school, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't even want to use the word young. Just being, <laughs> you know, just just having all the resources that we do nowadays. I always say, like, go for it and try yes. everything. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, everything. Because nothing is going to be, like, a bad experience. I always say it's a learning experience. And yep. then if it's not for you, it's not for you. It's one for thing sure. to check off to bring you closer, right, to finding you know, your purpose or your path. But that is one thing I I love hearing because you do have this, you know, mentality and perspective, very open-minded, and that will 100% help you figure out what to do. And Mm -hmm. yeah, don't ever pigeonhole yourself into like just fashion design. And honestly, fashion design, just like the other um, areas you mentioned, including like journalism, um you know magazine pr everything is related like trust me exactly i used to hear all the time too when i was in school and of course it's like very cliche and very common but you know (laughs) it's not about 
it's not about what you do like you know it's all about who you know uh-huh. and it's it i'm tra- i'm telling you like that cannot reign more true for oh everything yeah. in life a that, lot of people who are in yeah. the industry or in a certain position they don't they're not even qualified not to yeah. say again. Not to say you can't learn. Of course, you can learn. But the tea, the tea. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, yeah. but it's so true. It's like people. So like you can ask somebody, and they're like, "Oh, actually, I study this field in school," and it's like completely yes. opposite. Yes. So yeah. it's it's all about the that hustle and that drive, and I don't know. I have a weird relationship with the terminology like "fake it till you make it." Like I actually agree with it Uh (laughs) because i feel like once you fake it you will make it like it's one of those things where if you you start feeding yourself it's not even lies but where (laughs) you want to be (laughs) you start to like embody that you know so yeah another question i asked sorry go ahead yeah no i i agree with that and it's like connections also in the fashion industry could not be more important like fashion is just like it's who you know it's who you meet like even people who you talk to for like five minutes and you get their contact like they can help you down the road and connect Mm -hmm. you with so many different people so it's it's pretty crazy yeah and then another question I asked my guests I don't know if you answered it already because I feel like you did but I don't want to you know put words in your mouth so Uh like what keeps you up at night and is it is it what you just mentioned about not really knowing the exact clear path or is there oh. something else well that is no that I've come to terms with and I'm like that doesn't mm-hmm. give me up at night because I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna see what happens like mm-hmm. it's not like something that I'm like oh my god I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do but right. what what does keep me up at night is ugh, like it's, it's weird to say just like my future in general because like I'm not scared about where I will end up I'm just scared about if it's gonna be if I'm gonna like be able to like okay like money like money's a big a big issue and just something that just like you think about in the back of your your head is just like scary just I want to be able to provide for myself and Mm -hmm. I want to be able to provide for my family and I have all of these dreams of like giving them everything that they've given me in life and it's just like will I be able to do that and um oh like also this internal feel uh fear of like will my parents be proud of me I guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know like they've always been supportive and they've never put pressure on me so I don't want to make them sound like they're like Christina you're not doing enough because they've always told me that I'm doing amazing things and I'm doing great but it's just like a a pressure that I put on myself and I just I want to make them proud and I want to be able to make something out of myself where I can um you know just be that but that's what keeps me and I'm kind of just like I don't really know what my future is going to look like like yeah and that's normal. Like I, it's, I think everybody has that kind of fear and, mm-hmm. you know, always questioning, am I doing the right thing? Am I making my parents proud? And I, I do feel like when I hear you speak, you you have a, a very high level of self-awareness mm-hmm. and that's always going to be such a good way for you to be back in tune with what you're doing and reassessing your life. And if, you know, it, 100% life can take you in all types of directions, for sure. That's just life. But having that almost like a self-pressure, I think it could be a good thing Mm -hmm. because it can, like, keep you in check, you know? Yeah. And then then you can be honest with yourself and say, like, okay, yes, this is working out or this isn't working out. 
Yeah, no, sometimes I feel like, and I don't know, I just feel like I'm a little bit more, I put like more pressure on myself than like people my age should be or Mm -hmm. that they are putting because I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends who just like close friends that I've gotten um, really close to. And then they've said that ever since they like met me or like started hanging out with me, they started getting more like ambitious or like driven to do things and like not not competitive but just like more aware about what they're doing and like thinking about the future and all that I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing because like in a way like yes maybe I'm motivating them or inspiring them to to act upon their passions or whatever but it's just like I don't want to be the person who like when you're hanging out with you feel like pressure to keep doing things Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. yeah you know what I mean so that's Mm -hmm. like the problem not the problem but like it's just I hope that I'm not like making people feel like they have to be competitive or they have to be ambitious when they're next to me or working with me because because that's the kind of person I am because that's that's not like my whole life is not about it's not about first of all it's definitely not about making money but it's not about getting all the jobs being the most successful famous person it's not about that it's just it's just something that was like when I when I say it's New York it's just like something that was instilled in me since I was young like I'm just naturally when I was young that's what I was doing I was applying for programs volunteering I was doing all those things when I was young and that that has for me gotten when I was older turned into this like where I'm like getting doing internships doing jobs doing podcasts on the side like all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah no it's great trust me like that drive it is going to be like your your toolkit for sure Mm -hmm. and you remind me of myself too because I think when I was young as well, like I kind of did everything. I like my first job when I was 14, everybody who would like go to the movies. I never really <laughs> had a social life. Like I was just so <laughs> into like myself and not, not in a selfish mm-hmm. way, but always trying to expand my knowledge and like putting myself out there. Um, and if I think about it, my parents didn't give that pressure to me. It was definitely like that New York energy is just like it fuels you you know so just run with it girl you're gonna be doing amazing things trust me (laughs) (laughs) thank you I love that no it's true so I want to take a moment right now to just um send you like love and gratitude um I really 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 do love your energy I honestly feel like we can talk for days uh-huh. Because we just vibe on the same frequency. I know, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it and also like I know that like, we had well, I had had to reschedule this. So I know it can be a little annoying, but thank you so much for being accommodating and flexible. And I'm so Of course. I'm almost like certain that somebody, you know, hearing this is like already feeling motivated. Um I love that, yeah. but we're not gonna close it out yet. I just wanted to like, you know, send you my my gratitude. So I know you've heard my previous episode so I'm 100% sure you see this coming but mm-hmm. the podcast is called the city confessions and you know thank you so much for sharing your truth and your story but now it's also time to ask you Christina if you can share a city confession and of course I want to preface this for any new listeners that this is a, just a common theme throughout my episodes Feel free to take it the way it resonates with you. It can be a light confession. It can be like a deeper confession. But if you can share a confession, Christina, what would that Mm -hmm. be? 
Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I like, thought you had one plan. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't, like, sit down and, like, plan everything I was going to say. No. Um, but I guess, like, it could be, like, a confession about me, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's what I heard. Um, I don't know. Maybe something that I want to confess to is, like, I feel like I don't let people, uh, I don't know. It's really hard for me to get close to people. Like, no, it's like I, I'm really outgoing and like I'm a personable person, but it's really hard for me to get super close to someone because like with the whole competitive mindset of like my generation and just like, like society in general, I'm super afraid of getting taken advantage of. And it's because it's been something that's happened to me in the past multiple times, like twice with my closest friends. And so now it's just like going into it and going to my future. It's like, I'm not, not to say that I'm like scarred for life, but it's like super, it's super hard for me to get close with people because I'm so afraid that they're going to take advantage of me or like, um, because like when I get close to someone, I give them my all and like, I put all of my effort into that relationship and yeah, it's just, it's happened to me in the past. So that's something I'm super wary about, but I'm getting better at kind of just like opening up to people because especially up with COVID now, it's super hard to like connect with people. Um, because like, I'm like a face-to-face person. I, I, I believe you are as well, but yeah. Yes. You're literally, I'm telling you, we are so similar because I'm the <laughs> same way. I value friendships and relationships so much, mm-hmm. but I definitely do not just invite anybody into like my life and my my circle um it takes a while for me to trust people but once Mm -hmm. they're in like they're in for life like I like ride or die for them I you know will nurture that relationship I will cultivate it I will try to grow it every single day yeah but but passing that gray area or that line of, you know, can I trust you? Mm-hmm. Is your your vibe, your authentic, authentic and just, is it genuine, right? Does it come from a good yeah. place? I would just advise, not that you're asking me for advice, but... <laughs> oh, no, please give it to me. I need it. I think, you know, we can all get burned by by people. And again, that might be inevitable, but your gut feeling, I know it sounds so simple, but... I'm telling your gut feeling will tell you everything. Like if somebody okay. rubs you the wrong way, even from the beginning, just trust that. And okay. not to say that that's an all be all and don't give them a chance. But yeah. I feel like there are moments that I look back in my life right now and there were definitely red flags. And my issue is that I love to repaint people in a positive oh light. Gosh. <laughs> so That's if there's me. yeah so if there's you know if I see something I'm like okay no like they're having a bad day or like I'm such an empath that I start to make excuses and think that's not mm-hmm. them or what is you know um okay but this could be what I see right now but surely there has to be like a positive side and then I'll look at the positive side and then that will overshadow all these like little signs and that this is, is one exactly thing I learned me. Yes, yeah. this is one thing I learned in therapy, you know. Um, my therapist was like telling me you need to like if people show you who they are, it's like a Maya Angelou mm-hmm. quote, just believe them. And then if okay. yeah. if they end up, you know, changing or whatever the case is, then you go from there, right? But that yeah. initial phase, it's all about trusting your gut and also setting boundaries. Like I feel like it sounds like you are a very like 
I don't want to say people pleaser, but you are like a nice person, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's hard because I used to believe that if I saw these like red signs and I acted upon them, that it would make me a bad person. You know, oh like God. I was like, oh my God, I think that's a reflection of me because I believe everybody's good. But that's yeah. just not the reality of it. No, you know? and lately, lately I've been, because it, it happened recently at, with someone uh, that I was close to and it's just, I got so sick and tired of invalidating my own feelings. Mm. Like I was feeling these feelings and I was just yes, like, nah, yes, that's yes. just me, right? I was like, that's just me. I'm just being like, wh- whatever, whatever, paranoid, whatever, all those types of feelings. And one day I just said, and I spoke to my mom about this. I was just like, I'm going to stop doing that. Like, what mm-hmm. if I feel something, if I feel a certain way, I'm not going to say, oh, like, this is probably just me or whatever. It's it's a real feeling. And like you said, trust your gut feeling. So that's what I've been starting to do. So just this year, like, I feel like I've made that significant change because I definitely would in the past be the person to just put it all on the side and give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, too many chances, though. Not even just one time I'd keep doing it to the same person. So definitely big changes yes. this year validating your feelings is so 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 important yeah. like that is the one thing that I feel like I hold dearly because it's you know just because you do it once doesn't mean that it will always come easy it's it's not but it just mm-hmm. goes to show the type of person that you are right because you yeah. do want to believe that the world we live in is is a little positive but it's also trusting your gut whether or not you want to or not it's also protecting yourself exactly so yeah so yeah we have to like all all remember that but that's like such a beautiful note to kind of end this with Mm -hmm. um so thank you so much for sharing your confession so right now it is time for you to plug away i mean i'm going to have all of your information in the show notes but Mm -hmm. do you have any secret projects that you want to reveal or just any little teaser that you can tell the listeners oh I mean something super exciting is in in the summer I'll be interning full-time with Abercrombie and Fitch oh my god I used to work for Hollister so oh my god that's amazing but I I, that was it's a super exciting experience and hopefully if all things go well with COVID I'll be able to go to Ohio and just like (gasps) yeah so yeah I'm super excited about that that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like they rebranded within the last few years. and Oh, definitely. I was actually like looking at their items the other day and I was like, oh, it's kind of cute. Because I feel yeah. like back then it was very much like one, you know. Oh, yeah. No, one I know. Look. <laughs> I know all of the tea back then with Abercrombie, but I yeah. definitely would not be working with them if they weren't making like significant changes. No, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. And they have like a woman CEO now and everything. So like, we yeah, love that. yeah. No, totally. That's so exciting. Um, okay, one more question before we like actually wrap it up. I know I feel yes. like I always lie. I'm like, yeah, it's almost done. Just kidding. <laughs> what is your superpower? My superpower is oh, my superpower, something that I'm gonna carry on without me for the rest of my life is to inspire people and like it, to get very specific, to inspire people to pursue their passions in life because that is if if one one thing that I want people to know about me and just to get the vibe from me is that um like that I inspire people to pursue what they want to do and that's something like a message I'll carry out with me throughout my entire life um and keep you know helping people to do as well yeah I mean trust me I'm already inspired by you so (laughs) thank you for those who are listening 
I know it sounds so cheesy, but like follow your dreams. Exactly. <laughs> you can create your <laughs> own reality. Yeah, follow your dreams, guys. No, but I really <laughs> do believe like creating your own reality. Like I'm so passionate about that as well. I know we have to wrap it up, but I would just leave everybody, like the listeners. It's like your life is your life. You know what I mean? Like you only get one go at it from what we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like you have to make the most of it. Like literally anything that's like in the back of your mind that you want to do or yeah. that you're scared of doing just just go for it it sounds again so like cliche like oh my god but this and that no who cares yeah. and once you put yourself out there you are allowing yourself and your mind and everything to welcome that whether or not you know it's going to be your ultimate calling or not just going it's like joining a game you know what i mean like That's you're so, like always yeah. on the sideline and just watching and like wishing oh my god i, w- I want to play like just so go. freaking go play yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and if they don't invite you you invite yourself exactly. or oh my god. or create yeah. your own game you know what i mean like oh, that was such a beautiful analogy analogy oh my god i know i've never said it before <laughs> but <laughs> oh i don't know i just got really amped up <laughs> well, yeah wait no that was beautiful and you even put a curse in there as well i love it <laughs> oh man oh thank you christina so much this was such a good lovely talk with you and i would love to connect with you offline or off air (laughs) of course please all right thank you so much for having me of course i hope you guys all enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week's as you know i am very consistent with my weekly episodes (laughs) all right bye (laughs)